Good morning. My name is Mike Radal, and I'm a member of this congregation and of the Board of Trustees. This morning, we have a special guest, Marlene Dupree Dominguez, she, her, hers, and I would like to extend a special welcome to her. Marlene is a teacher, writer, and spiritual director in Oakland, California. In addition to teaching religious studies at Bishop O'Dowd High School in Oakland, she hosts a weekly podcast, On a Mission, Conversations with People Who Get Real and Go Deep. She also hosts a bi-weekly women's spirituality group, which meets on Zoom during the pandemic. Maureen is here today because the wife of a man I taught with for many years was in Maureen's divinity program. So there's three degrees of separation. I could say more, but I will only add that she has a great website to explore. It's her name, all one word, dot com. MarleneDupreeDominguez.com. Please check it out. Good morning, and thank you for having me in your community this morning. Thanks for the warm welcome and for all of these beautiful elements to enhance this theme of spiral. We often think of life as a straight line, right? Starting at birth, ending at death. Such a useful Western notion that allows us to neatly distinguish the past from the present from the future. But you and I both know that many wisdom traditions teach us that life is often far more like a spiral. And indeed, we just witnessed the numerous times and places the spiral turns up in our world and in our cosmos. And we travel along a spiral path, often revisiting the same spots, though from a different altitude, higher or lower than before. We might encounter a certain life event over and over again, a new job, a loss, a birth, And find some things about our encounter are similar, but others are different because though the event is the same, we have changed. We're at a different altitude on the spiral. Buddhist scholar Joanna Macy has articulated a spiral, which is the focus of our time together this morning. And she calls it the work that reconnects. In an age of profound disconnection, she asserts that by working these elements of her spiral, we can become reconnected to ourselves, to one another, to our higher power, and to our created and natural world around us. She calls this the great turning. If you glance at the order of service today, you'll see we've already experienced some of these stages of the spiral together today. We have grounded in gratitude during our meditation time. And we heard from our dear Rumi on the importance of honoring our pain when those negative emotions come. Rumi invites us to welcome them. Now we'll have our exploration, seeing with new eyes, and then our going forth, the returning to service, uh, the, to returning to the service of life portion of the service. So these are our four steps. 
grounding in gratitude, honoring our pain, seeing with new eyes, and going forth. The artist Dory Midnight has actually placed these steps on this beautiful image that's located in the order of service for today. And if you have access to that, I invite you to take a look because she places them helpfully along the parts of a dandelion. And the dandelion image helps us to remind ourselves to root into the earth with our gratitude. The leaves of the dandelion can be prickly and therefore painful. The flower helps us to see beauty anew, even after encountering a prickly leaf and the seeds take wing on the back of those beautiful white fluffs flying off again to start elsewhere. I don't know about you, but I kind of find dandelions annoying because they replicate so quickly in my grass. But my friend studies herbal medicine, and she's quick to remind me that each part of the dandelion, unlike uh, many other plants, each part of the dandelion is useful as either food or medicine. And so perhaps a dandelion is a great choice for a visualization of some of these steps on the spiral. To me, there is such beauty in the ever-expanding bend of the circle of the spiral, as we just saw in that beautiful slideshow that John put together. It weaves around and around its center, increasing the surface area of our life experiences. And how beautiful to witness the placement of the rocks during the joys and sorrows, illustrating visually our connectedness as a community and how sharing our experiences expands each of our own understanding and appreciations of life. It's also worth noting at this stage that the work that reconnects is again, not strictly linear, though it could be perceived to be. Indeed, it's a fractal. We might find ourselves bouncing from gratitude to going forth, from grief to gratitude, or even might find ourselves living in two places on the spiral at the very same moment. I need to constantly remind myself to come out of the linear way of thinking into a more circular and multidimensional way of perceiving. In my day-to-day life, which I spend with high school students, I have found the spiral of the work that reconnects to be so helpful in processing major grief with my students. Of course, they have grief around the pandemic, what it has taken from them, what it has cost them. They also have grief around the, around racial injustice, whether they were aware of it before summer 2020 or not. And these teenagers also carry grief around the existential crisis of the state of our planet Earth. I think we all carry that grief with us. And the work that reconnects helps us to process that grief, to transform it rather than transmit it. When we ground in gratitude, Joanna Macy teaches us, it's important to know 
in step one, that this isn't a space where we necessarily feel grateful all the time. Whether or not we are feeling grateful, it's a, it's a stance, um, to acknowledge the relationships and resources that do exist for which we have to be grateful. If we, if only we can land in the present moment to witness them rather than dwell on the past or worry about the future as we're all tempted to do. So first we ground in gratitude. It's a great place to begin. And then it's time to honor our pain. Oof, where do we even begin with the communal pain we are facing as a human people right now? There is so much to lament. And I find for my students, it's helpful to name that and to foster a space where lamentation, naming the pain is a welcome and necessary piece. Whether it's the climate crisis or racial terror brought about by white supremacy or the stream of lives lost to COVID-19. This is the stage where I often talk with my students about the power of tears. Any of us who has had a good cry can attest to the power of emotional release and its ability to transform our way of seeing our circumstances, even if the tears don't do anything to change those circumstances. That's why this pain stop is so critical on the spiral. By carving out time and space to honor our pain, we acknowledge this phenomenon of the emotional release and graciously welcome feelings that emerge when we face up to the numerous pandemics we are living through. Like our friend Rumi says, be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. And in doing so, of course, Rumi guides us back into gratitude on our circuitous journey. After we've had our good cry really sunk into the depths of our pain and sadness, we might wipe our eyes and find suddenly or gradually that we perceive things anew. We see situations with a new set of eyes. And this is the third stage of the spiral. Something in us has shifted and now we understand things differently. Perhaps we recognize our own overuse of natural resources or we're ready to cut down on our use of plastics or finally stop ordering so dang much from Amazon. Perhaps we see and acknowledge the special treatment we've gotten that we don't deserve simply because of our skin color or our eye shape or our gender presentation. We might even see anew what it means to walk outside, to kiss our loved ones, to have a conversation. And then it emerges what is ours to do now? This is going forth, the final stage in a spiral that never stops. A leader from my own Catholic tradition writes in a famous prayer, we cannot do everything, 
And there is a sense of liberation in realizing that this enables us to do something and to do it very well. I'll place that quotation in the chat. We cannot do everything. And there is a sense of liberation in realizing that this enables us to do something and to do it very well. I don't know about you, but it is awfully, often gravely disappointing to me that I cannot do everything, fix everything, know everything. But it seems to be one of my great tasks in this life to learn this lesson completely. And so each day I must ask, well, what is mine to do today if I can't do all the things? And this is going forth. Each of these steps, of course, operate on an individual level, but also on a communal level. Each of our families, neighborhoods, workplaces, even countries could benefit from an intentional trip around the spiral, grounding in gratitude, honoring our pain, seeing with new eyes, and then going forth with intention. So today we've had a taste of this work that reconnects. I greatly encourage you to explore it more if you feel called to do so and to share it with another group that might benefit from it. Thanks again for having me this morning.